and white at night. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Kept in by Brody on the wing for Marner. Pass across and unable to handle it. There was Kerfoot. Back to the blue line. It goes to Brody. Brody to Matthews. Closing with a shot. Scores! Under the glove of Koskinen. And Austin Matthews has restored the Toronto lead. Profoundly, there are three certainties in life right now. Death, taxes, and Toronto Maple Leaf power play goals. The buds are buzzing. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590. The fan Leafs edge the Oilers 4-3. Another one-goal victory for Toronto. Nick Alberga joined alongside Gord Stelic at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic on Twitter. Sam McKee and Danielle Furtado along for the ride as well. Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca will drop by in mere moments. We'll hear from Sheldon Keefe. Go inside the locker room. The Maple Leafs now have won seven of nine games to kick off this season. And Gord, first and foremost, Thursday was Bell Let's Talk Day. I'm sure I can speak for Gordon saying it's been amazing uh, bringing this show to you so far this season, especially in these odd times. And just know we're always here for you. You're not alone. We need to keep this conversation going. We're in this together. It's okay not to be okay, Gord. Yeah, this year in particular, you're right about that, Nick. And just uh, a lot of a lot of great stories on Twitter and a lot a lot of money raised, but a lot of awareness and a lot of people that you think, wow, they got their life together. Everything's going great and they can recount exactly when they didn't. So that's the point. You're, you're not alone about it. And uh, if Bell Let's Talk Day and anybody on Twitter or just following sports is able to help you and help you reach out, uh, that, that makes it an especially, especially successful day. Very well said. Let's talk about the Maple Leafs, Gordo. Uh, where do you want to start with the dissection of another victory? Again, Toronto has won seven of nine to start this season. Uh, should we hold off on the officiating for now? Or? Oh, uh, well, actually, I heard the guys mention at the end. I, I mean, come mm. on. Like, yeah, I, 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 well, I, I keep bringing up the point. It, it always is that uh, I found historically that uh, I can remember Bobby Clark saying that in a general manager's meeting about the officials once and just sort of said, hey, you know what, they, they don't even know what to call because we changed the rules so often. You know, this was years ago and uh, the buildings are full. The right team wins, meaning uh, you've got to overcome questionable officiating. That's part of winning. These are the same yeah. guys that did the other night. I mean, you're going to see a lot of that because much like the games are regional, the officials are, too. Yeah, terrible. No, not very good at all. Like, I mean, uh, you know, you're trying to get some intensity going in these kind of games and what have you, but you don't need to call penalties that shouldn't be called. Yeah, I, I've, I've, for the last couple of games, very, very disappointed in the officiating. But again, the Leafs, and again, there's quite, there's questions going both ways that way, but the Leafs come up with a, with a win. They find a way to win, but uh, I, the officiating is showing the last couple of games, they didn't have any exhibition games either, I guess. I don't know. No, that's exactly what I was thinking. Look, I don't envy that job, but uh, so far this season, it hasn't been good. And I'm talking both sides of the puck. Uh, you know, I don't want people to say, oh, this guy's so biased about the Maple Leafs. I think it's both sides. I think the numbers speak for themselves. And, Gord, we talked about this a lot the last couple of years. The, the Leafs, their inability to draw penalties. Like, I, I had to look at the statistics during this game, and it led me to see that the Maple Leafs are in the lower third of the league in terms of drawing penalties. And with the star power they have... It just doesn't make sense, but certainly that's a prevailing story in this game, Gord. There's no doubt about it. 11 total power plays, Edmonton 2 for 7, and we have to get to Toronto's power play. And again, that's been a constant uh, theme and trend as to why this team has been so successful to start this season. But they were 2 for 4 in this game. 
Now 12 for 28 on the season and could have easily been three for four in this game. But Nylander scored one second after that power play early on. Yeah, and uh, two years ago, Mike Babcock's last season, they were dead last in drawing penalties. It, it, they, would, they were getting like one and a half power plays per game they were. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's a funny stat. It's, it's a weird stat. Um, and obviously more power plays the better, but then it's what you do about them. And they've had it going. They've had it going. And I again, I wondered about, Nick, I thought if you didn't play, like if you didn't have exhibition games, shouldn't that impact the power play more? Shouldn't the penalty killing, you know, be a little bit more natural and maybe do better mm-hmm. early on? But for a lot of teams, it's been the opposite. And the Toronto Maple Leafs are one of those. Boy, you, you do not want a Maple Leaf power play. They've got the perfect dose of uh, weapons to use, of shots, of passes. And again, it makes a difference tonight against the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, 4-3 win here in Edmonton. Toronto now 7-2-0 out of the gates uh, through the first nine games. Edmonton conversely 3-6-0. And And how about the Maple Leafs storming into Alberta with three consecutive victories? We'll try to go for the sweep, the weird, crazy sweep at that on Saturday night. Uh, A game we'll have right here on Sportsnet 5-9 of the fan. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stellick. This is Leafs Nation postgame at the Gold Muzzy at Gord Stellick. Uh, Happy to bring in now Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca. Luke, thanks so much for doing this. is this as confident a Maple Leafs team as you can remember? Like, I, I, I think I could argue, and maybe it's too strong, and maybe you can correct me on it, but this team is as confident as maybe the one two years back, not so much last season. I, I would say so. I, I, mean, I think their record in, in one goal games, which is now 5-0, and yeah. and their other two wins came in essentially one goal games, but they added uh, some empty net insurance. I think that speaks volumes. The fact that they're in these tight games and they're coming through in the clutch, they're not crumbling. Uh, And it's usually their game breakers that are putting the the finishing touches on the effort. You know, tonight it was Austin Matthews with with an absolute bullet on the power play. Uh, Last game was Mitch Marner. John Tavares has had his his moment. Willie Nylander, um, Morgan Riley, like, the core players, the big guys, you know, in the offseason, you know, the topic of discussion was Joe Thornton and Wayne Simmons and what's the blue line going to look like. But the meat, the meat of this team, the core of this team is coming through in the big moments. And uh, it, it's really nice to see because there's no longer that sense. I mean, we're early still. We're only nine games in. But there's no longer that sense that they're going to blow it at the end. Whereas before, it felt like there, there was. Um, so I absolutely agree with you, Nick, about their confidence. Yeah, it was. Um, I forget how many years ago they got off to that start and they beat Chicago one night. And Joel Quenville said, "Boy, I see a lot of similarities in the Toronto right now with what they had in Chicago." And uh, then hadn't got off to great starts, especially last year. I think it was weird. They every year you want to make take a step forward, but this is a year the Leafs almost had to take a step backward and kind of go, "Look, we got to we got to do this year what." We never did last year. They did. It just never got going last year. So we've hammered the home spot so often this year that they need that good start, and they and they've really accomplished it. It's like it's like they're it's like it's 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 like they're back in gear the way we thought they would have, were supposed to be in 2019 and never really got there. And the other thing, Gord, that that kind of I think should excite these fans is they haven't really hit their stride five on five. Uh, you know, t- they've scored 12 times on the power play, and it's great that the power play is clicking. But they only have five, 15 goals at even strength. Um, so I, it show, that tells me that there's another level to get to here. And Sheldon Keith is still tinkering with the bottom six, still trying to find the right mix. Uh, you know, I, I feel like there's still another level in terms of five-on-five play, in terms of their offense, 
getting rolling. They still haven't blown out a team. So um, I think that should excite people because they, I feel like there's still another level to reach here and they've managed to scrounge down seven wins. And, uh, you know, this is a this is a fantastic road trip for them. Yeah, don't worry. Vancouver is coming up next week, if you know what I'm saying. With Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca, the Maple Leafs win again 4-3. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic here on Leafs Nation postgame. Uh, one, of the, one of the statistics, excuse me, that really stood out following this game, the ice time for Justin Hall. And we've been raving, and understandably and rightfully so, about his play. He played 24-50 in this game. Granted, again, seven power plays for Edmonton will do that. But uh, the improvements have been leaps and bounds from even the bubble to now. Justin Hall, you talk about confidence. This guy's playing with an abundance of it right now. Unbelievable. Like, to think about where this guy's come from. You know, he was drafted 10 years ago. Uh, he was in the ECHL not that long ago. Uh, you know, the, the last full Babcock year, I think he had 70 uh, healthy scratches. And, you know, he really took strides last year, got some confidence under Sheldon Keefe to the point where he and Jake Muzzin were the trusted shutdown pair in, in the bubble in the Columbus series. That's that's the group he trusted the most. And now this year, it feels like he's taken another step. He's uh, pinching at the right moments. Um, he's, he's playing excellent in his, his own end, making the right decisions. And it's great to see. Um, and you can even tell, like, in our Zoom calls and stuff like that, he's cracking the odd joke, making the odd comment. And I remember, like, two years ago, he would just sit, give – short answers, um, keep it pretty straight, you know, kind of like, I'm just trying to stick on this team. And you, you can really tell in, in his demeanor, both on and off the ice, that he feels like a real big part of it now. Um, and I, I thought it was kind of cool you know, that he actually lived with Mitch Barner um, and kind of bonded, him with, bonded with him that way because he's a Minnesota guy, usually spends his off-seasons um, back in Minnesota playing with the group out there. But he came back early to train at, at Fort Performance Center and live with, with Marner and his girlfriend. And uh, he's really a part of this group now. You know, Luke, it's uh, funny. Nick's, uh, Nick's a social media expert, so I know it's Cody CC score tonight. He kept, he kept <laughs> k- keeping track of who had more goals than Alexis Lafreniere. Lafreniere did end up scoring tonight. But Cody CC and then Tyson Berry. Berry um, seemed to play better tonight. I noticed they gave him kind of full power play time again. Uh, but, boy, what a reminder about um, you hope he can get it together because the guy that played in Colorado still has not emerged in Edmonton. I know they'd taken him off the first power play sometimes. Uh, uh, he's he's a minus player, and just just the struggles really continue. I I, I really really still am baffled by that one. I know he was kind of like uh, the favorite, uh, hot fantasy pickup um, in, a, in yep. a lot of drafts because everyone thought, you know what, the Toronto year was a bit of an anomaly. He's going to get on the power play with. With Connor and Leon, he's going to light it up. Uh, and it wasn't that way. I mean, I think he got an assist tonight. But, um, you know, he was the, the biggest minus on the Oilers' blue line coming into this game. I haven't checked his stats since. Um, and he hasn't been a, a good fit. You know, it, things that you think are going to automatically work on paper. And for the Oilers, it was getting Tyson Berry at a bargain, getting Kyle Turris at a bargain, uh, the Dominic, Dominic Cahoon pickup. Um, and, and, you know, you look on paper and you're like, okay, all these things make a lot of sense. You know, maybe Kyle Turris needs a change of scenery. Maybe Tyson Berry needs to start off the season on the top power play unit until, instead of getting on one in, the, in mid-season, the way it, it happened in Toronto. And it doesn't always click that way. Um, and, you know, Ken Holland made some, some smart moves 
it, it seems to be, but it doesn't always work out that way. And the Oilers have kind of really struggled with some of their UFA pickups. They haven't quite gelled um, the way they need to. And man, that team needs someone other than, than Dreisaitl and McDavid to, to carry the ball. They finally got a goal from Zach Cassian, uh, but he got demoted. You know, he started the season in the top six, but he couldn't produce and, and got bumped down to the third line. And it's just the same old questions with the Edmonton Oilers. Are they deep enough? And, you know, that it remains to be seen. Yeah, not to mention they got an extremely fatigued goalie right now because they don't have a backup yeah. and Mike Smith is out of the lineup. Like, it's just the same old story for Edmonton. And you guys know how important cap allocation is, especially right now. And to spend four mil on Tyson Berry when a guy like Sammy Vatnin went for, you know, two million and, and you're a team that direly needs offense. Uh, I, I'm just saying. But again, it's, it's still relatively early. So I'll give Edmonton the benefit of the doubt for, you know, the next uh, 15, 20 games, see what they truly are. But it seems like the same old same. Um, not so much for the Maple Leafs. Uh, a really, really good start. Another win tonight. Thanks so much for this, Luke. All right. Have a great night, guys. You as well. That's Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca. Again, the Maple Leafs win it 4-3 the final. Now 7-2-0 out of the gates. And, Gord, we talked about this the other night. Just the swing in momentum from last season to this season. Granted, we all know what happened. Mike Babcock lost his job in November. But just starting off with confidence and starting off with 7 of 9 in terms of victories, I think just goes a long way for the confidence and the demeanor inside that locker room, no? Well, you know, Nick, it's not even that Mike Babcock lost his job. It was unthinkable that Mike Babcock was going to lose his job. Last year was Mm -hmm. plain and simple. It would be decided if they had some playoff success or not about Babcock's future. That's how big a hole they 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 dug i mean really yeah. it was it was unthinkable so yeah and i've said this on and on and again the playoffs the playing round they didn't they just didn't start they didn't start well and they they didn't finish well because you get eliminated in the five games by the columbus blue jackets so it's been a, a recurring relatively simple theme th- simple theme now all 31 teams are trying to s- start well they all are but the leafs to me are one that really needed needed to get back on track get their mojo going get their chemistry going get all these other things and and the other part is Sheldon Keefe, I heard him talking about it before the game. Something he said day by day is he's keeping everyone involved. There's going to be no Justin Halls in the press box like he was a couple of years ago or Frankie Corrado was or those kind of things that, you know, part of it's a lot. Most teams are doing that now anyway because of the COVID world. But I, I think that's that was a plan he was going to have anyway about keeping everybody involved from the start. And it's, it's really adding to it, having that kind of depth and not having to throw someone down who had not yet played a single game. The first four-game win streak, Gord, if you can believe it, for the Maple Leafs since December 2019. And I'm happy you brought that up because that's the one thing I've noticed early on this season through nine games is the bench management. I've actually been pretty impressed with, you know, line utilization, you know, different combos thrown out there, assuring that your big boy's on the ice when it matters. And I love the ideology of internal competition. I thought Travis Dermott was much better tonight, bouncing back after being a healthy scratch. They, they saw what Lennon brought to the table the other night. And then a little subtle thing. Well, not really subtle because we've talked about this guy a lot in his first year and a half as a Maple Leafs. But Jason Spezza, the veteran, the gamer he is, is a healthy scratch. What does he do? He comes out and notches the uh, Tom Wilson hat trick, a goal and assist and a, uh, and a penalty in this game. Yeah, and, and, and this time he's a healthy scratch with a plan, with it being discussed, with, yeah. with him knowing that's going to be part of uh, what, whether it would have been an 82-game season, now a 56-game season compared to yeah. really being in Babcock's doghouse 
being embarrassed publicly before the season even started. So, and and he's coming through like he he ended. We give him so much credit that he went out literally fighting in the playoffs. That the veteran tried to fight someone, get things going against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Just showed uh, willing to do whatever it takes. And yeah, the guy is still the guy is still a skilled player. And when you're Spetz's age, you want to be on a good team. And this is a better team this year than last year. So it allows him to show his wares in a lot better fashion as well. Meantime, Gordo, I think we might see a tribute at a Platform 24 at Union Station soon because Wayne Simmons with a goal in back-to-back-to-back games, three straight games with a goal for Wayne Simmons and serving his purpose. Um, I, you know, honestly, I didn't know what to expect from signing Wayne Simmons, but I think he's been an excellent find so far again. We're not even through 10 games in this season, played just under 12 minutes tonight, but he's serving his perfect purpose, and I like the way he's playing right now, Gord. Well, uh, everybody loves a Wayne Simmons, but as you saw with Stefan Robidaw, when you have a couple of injuries, um, you, you flat out can't come back. And Stefan Robidaw, the guy they got and thought would add some, you know, veteranness and leadership on D, it, it, it never happened for him. And that, that was my worry because he'd had two disappointing years in a row, had Wayne Simmons. And instead, uh, yeah, I hope he can stay healthy. That's a big part about it. But uh, being allowed to um, show those kind of skills that made him a 20-plus goal scorer and a power forward and everything that way. It was uh, it was nice when he got his first goal, but you're right. He's kept it going. And, and, you know, historically, those are the guys that do well on the road too. You know, I mean, winning on the road isn't quite like it was decades ago. It's it's uh, uh, There used to be more of a disparity, but road games, you, you, you need the guys that can be a little greasy. You need the guys that, you know, can be a little bit more physical. And that's where Wayne Simmons really fits the bill. You're right, and that's a really good point when it comes to the crowd, too, because uh, we know Edmonton's crowd, uh, they always have a great 50-50 raffle, but outside of that, they get pretty loud, especially when McDavid gets humming and the fact that Drysaddle scores a pair of goals, ties the game. Um, you know, in, in, in normal times, I guess, that, that game could have easily gotten away from the Maple Leafs, but I, I like the response scored, and granted, again, just nine games in, but the response is something I've really noticed so far. As Luke mentioned uh, in the interview, they're 5-0 and in one-goal games, uh, but they've responded a lot uh, through this early going from, you know, some adversity, uh, inner game adversity, if you want to call it that, where, you know, they're in a tough position, they surrender a goal and they need that next goal big and they, they come up with it. So it's encouraging to see that. I don't care what it is in the season. Yeah, for just flat out finding ways, different ways. Montreal, it was a case of that season opener of coming back against a really good Montreal Canadian team and tying it up and then winning uh winning in overtime afterwards and just did different ways here. They never relinquished the lead in this case. And yeah, the Edmonton orders, boy, like, I mean, like right now, part of the, part of the tiring thing, Nick, about COVID is that's all that's on the news too. Like you go, mm-hmm. let's get something else on the news. I, I don't want to <laughs> ignore it and say it's not happening, but you know, we're, we're some good old stories about other things. And really uh, that's kind of the way our world is right now. And in Edmonton, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and this all the time, like this, like seriously, like these are two guys like that, the supporting cast. Now they played better of late, you know, actually the Leaf uh, lost to the uh, beating the Leafs uh, last week sort of helped them help corral a, a real skid going the wrong direction. But boy, same kind of stuff. And I don't know what you think about Koskinen. Like, I, I think he's tired, Gord. Uh, you know, I don't pin be. this on the goaltending because I think he made some good saves. And quite frankly, yeah. at two nothing, he let he. He kept the Oilers in the game, but I, I th- this guy, I think at this point in his career, and granted, he he went overseas, came back. I think he's a really good, you know, tandem guy that you compare with somebody not Mike Smith. But they just don't have have that the, the luxury right now. Like this guy's playing every game, and to me, he has to be fatigued, right? 
Yeah, and I don't know when Troy Grosnick's court quarantines up. It's got to be pretty soon. They claim, but it's Troy Grosnick, from, right? Excuse you me, Grosnick. They claimed him. They claimed yeah. him on waivers from Los Angeles, and uh, uh, you know, so I, well, I take it as two weeks. So probably a little bit more going on that way. But just uh, like in Koskinen's case, he's kind of become, unfortunately, like unless they get going consistently, he's, he's going to have that reputation where. Yeah, you know, it's just not going to be good enough. And if the fans come back, get on him hard and that. But I, I agree with you. Like, he's 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 found ways kind of the team has or he has to fall short in so many games. And But tonight he played fine. Tonight he played fine. So, uh, but yeah, you, you got you to get some, some kind of relief that way to start the season already with just really one goaltender you can you can play. Uh, that that's, that's not what you wanted to do. The Oilers are off to their worst start, by the way, since 15-16. And it's not like Grossnick is a savior. He's a guy to keep the bench for him, let's be honest. He has two games of NHL experience, Gordo. 14-15 is the last time this dude played in the NHL. He had two games under his belt with San Jose, three goals against, you know, 1.53 GA. But those are minuscule, um, you know, type sample sizes. Like, this guy is not going to play. Unlikely he plays. And they're just trying to weather the storm without Mike Smith. But... I think that was the, the the glaring thing this team needed. Uh, you know, final thoughts on Edmonton as we move forward. The glaring thing they needed was a goalie or an upgrade in between the pipes, pairing somebody with Miko Koskinen. And as soon as they they ran it back with Mike Smith, I had my wonders about this team this season. Did you? Yeah, well, you know, Calgary's the one that got Jacob Markstrom. They both Alberta yeah. teams needed to to do something like that. Now, not to. Uh, not and again, not to beat this one to death, but the Maple Leafs aren't really far off with Michael Hutchinson at this point. I mean, the jury will be out; he'll get another yeah. chance at some point, and hopefully, it'll go better for him than it did. But yeah, they're they're kind of in that case right now that uh, an unproven, an unproven backup goaltender. But I, uh, I, 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 bad luck that Mike Smith wasn't ready. But yeah, you started the season. Um, you needed a little bit more wow factor, I thought, with Edmonton, much like your fellow team did in Alberta in the Calgary Flames. And final thought in this block, Gordo, uh, Freddie Anderson. Uh, it seems like a distant memory, those first co- couple games of the season. Uh, you know, you sort of forget he took a bit of a break in that one game where he didn't even dress. Well, it's funny. He starts slow. So maybe he, he's made this um, scaled it back to a 56-game season. So 82 games, <laughs> he starts slow, and he gives you a bad month, and five so-so starts, so he reduced it to two. You're right. He is a, he is a shadow of that guy that w- was very, very, very ordinary his first two starts. All right, that's Gord Selleck. I'm Nick Alberga. Still to come here on Leafs Nation postgame after this 4-3 win in Edmonton. Uh, more postgame remarks via Zoom. Uh, we'll likely hear from the likes of Jason Spezza, Wayne Simmons, maybe some Austin Matthews, maybe some Freddie Anderson, and of course, Sheldon Keefe, the head coach. The Maple Leafs have won 7-9 of nine to kick off this season after this 4-3 win. You can hit us on Twitter with your thoughts at the Golden Muzzy, at Gord Selleck. And uh, this is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5-9 of the fan. Breaking down. What's up? What's up? This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Leafs have it with Kerfoot getting it on the near boards. Back to the blue line to Morgan Riley. Riley to Marner. Marner closes with a shot. Scores! It may have been redirected in front of the net by Wayne Simmons. And if it is, it's three games in a row for the Scarborough native. The Wayne train has got the Leafs in front. Great call there from Joe Bowen. And in fact, Wayne Simmons, the first time he scored three straight games since December of 2017. Leafs top the Oilers 4-3. This is Leafs Nation postgame. Sportsnet 5-9 in the fan. Nick Alberga, 
and Gord Stelic with you at the Gold Muzzy at Gord Stelic. And in general, uh, that's been a big difference for me outside of the first couple weeks of last season. Uh, there was no depth scoring to be found in Leafs Nation, Gord, a, a far different tune so far this season. Yeah, it really has been. And I know uh, even uh, Sheldon Keefe said before the game, um, he that was the best he got out of the fourth line last game. But still, he changed the mix up just to get more guys in there. And Wayne Simmons, you mentioned three straight games, 11 minutes, 13 seconds, uh, ice time that he got. I think if Wayne Simmons says he touched it, it's probably when you don't argue if you're a teammate, right? Uh, just <laughs> yeah, kind of. yeah. But, uh, that works yeah. so hard. Yeah, but but with the guys in front of the net, right? They got the guys creating some kind of traffic. So he's been a big part of the uh, the bottom six uh, playing a lot better and getting getting that kind of depth. Speaking of Simmons, let's hear what the Scarborough native had to say. Wayne, you talked about uh, feeling uh, better in the off season and having a lot of time to prepare. Are we seeing the results of that with the uh, goals in three straight games? Um, I think it's more than the goals. I think the way that I I've been able to skate and. Um, make contact and get in on four checks. I think that's the way that I gauge my game. You know, the goals are kind of just extra and they just kind of come along with it. But um, physically, my skating, everything else like that, you know, is much better. Thank you. Next, we'll go to Mark Masters, TSN. Go ahead, Mark. Wayne, what's your perspective on what makes Mitch so effective on the power play? Um, He's got elite vision. I think first and foremost, his patience is... Um, otherworldly and, um, you know, he calms the game down so much and he just sees everything. So, um, no, it's, it's been a pleasure, you know, being able to be on that, that, that unit. And on today's tonight's game, a bit weird with all the penalties. How did you feel that bench handled it? I'm sure there might've been some frustration as, as you guys took some penalties. How did you guys handle it? Yeah. Um, you know, we weren't happy with ourselves. Um, you know, I think a couple of the calls maybe were a little bit soft, but they went both ways with those and. Um, you know, for us, we got to cut that out. I think that's what's been hurting us the most is is the penalties. But, um, you know, we persevered and we came through it with the two points. And, you know, that's what's most important. Last question here. We'll go to Kevin McGran, Toronto Star. Go ahead, Kevin. Wayne, I mean, how's it feel to score in uh, three straight games? Yeah, it feels really nice, obviously. Um, you know, but, you know, without, you know, everyone on the uh, else on the ice, you know, that doesn't happen. So, you know, the team did a great job tonight, and um, like I said, most importantly, we got the two points. There is platform number 24, Wayne Simmons, another goal for the Maple Leafs, a 4-3 win here in Edmonton. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic on Leafs Nation postgame. Austin Matthews scored the game-winning goal. Did you know he's on pace for 31 goals, his fifth of the season tonight? Uh, well, last year was a great race, wasn't it? Uh, too bad it yeah. ended for the uh, Rocket Richard Trophy that, that he was in, and uh uh, great, great, you know, anyway, just great coverage. I've seen a lot of that about what he does, how the his experience now, seeing the full ice, and basically, you know, he's making really crisp passes, and he's creating great lanes where he's wide open on top of that, on top of that blistering shot he can rifle. Yeah, not to mention, it, whatever Matthews did in the offseason, a lot of people were talking about it, he, he looks even better uh, than he has in, in previous years. He looks rejuvenated, and that's excellent news uh, for Toronto Maple Leafs fans. Austin Matthews, the game-winning goal in this game. Let's hear what we had to say post-game. Hey, Austin, um, just wondering, you guys only had 10 one-goal victories last year. You already have your fifth, and Mitch also scored in an empty net with less than a second left, which would have been a sixth. What have you seen differently with your group in terms of how you guys been able to battle in these tight games? Um, no, I think we just, uh, as a five-man unit, uh, as well as Fred, just trying to keep it tight back there and uh, um, you know, limit their chances, limit them to the outside, and, and just do the best job that we can. Thank you. Next up, we'll go with Mark Masters, TSN. Go ahead, Mark. 
Austin, a, a bit of a weird game with all the special teams time tonight. What was your sense of how the group handled it and, uh, and got it done eventually when the power play chances did come your way? Uh, I mean, we got the win, which is all that matters. Obviously, uh, you know, a lot of uh, disruptive flow, I think. Just, uh, I mean, we're taking away too many penalties right now, but, um, you know, special teams came up big. Um, you know, a couple big, uh, big penalty kills, uh, a couple big power play goals for us. And, uh, I mean, sometimes that's, uh, that's the way the game goes as uh, special teams has got to come through. And, um, you know, obviously we, uh, we squeaked out with this one, but, um, you know, obviously, uh, some guys came up with some big plays uh, on both ends for us tonight, and uh, Freddie was a brick wall as well. So, what are you? What's standing out to you the most? I guess about the power play to start this season. What's making it so effective? Uh, I mean, I think we've been flowing pretty nice with these two units. Um, you know, we're we're moving it well. Uh, I just think the biggest thing is uh, when we need a goal, it seems like we're coming through. So, um, yeah, it's obviously uh, positive for us, and uh, special teams is a big part of the game. So, we just want to continue that momentum. Next up, we'll go to Kevin McGrand, Toronto Star. Go ahead, Kevin. What have you liked the way, uh, about the way uh, Morgan's been playing so far this year? He's like joining you guys on the rush all the time, sometimes forechecking. Uh, what do you like about the way his game is, uh, is coming around this year? Yeah, I mean, I love it. Uh, he's he's a huge part of this team. Um, and, uh, I mean, obviously when he's healthy like he is right now, he's uh, he's an elite defenseman. Um, you know, plays a huge role for us. It's always fun getting out there with him and, when he's moving the way he he is and uh, the way he can getting involved on both sides of the ice, it just makes all of our jobs easier um, in all three zones. So uh, he's been doing an awesome job for us. Um, like I said, he's a, he's a huge part of this team. So, um, you know, obviously we're lucky to be, we're really lucky to have him. So consensus, everybody's happy to play with each other. The Maple Leafs are rolling. Gord, that was uh, Austin Matthews. Yeah, first, you know, we you know maybe forget a little thing. We talked about the power play earlier and the fact that I don't know when Morgan Riley um, wasn't 100% healthy last year, whenever it happened, but it plagued him for the rest of the year. So he's talking about that and just Morgan Riley jumping in more. So that uh, that could be a big reason why the power play so much improved. And our buddy, our stats buddy, Stevie Fellin, the, uh, the uh, I, I called it like the quirky, quirky stat in that. Another one-goal game tonight. So the Leafs' first nine games of the season – have all been decided by two or fewer goals. And the last time that happened to start a season was 1966-67. We know what happened then. Of course, the last Stanley Cup, and they started the season with nine consecutive games that the margin was two goals or less. The 10th game was a 4 nothing shutout by the Boston Bruins. So let's hope that the Leafs don't uh, uh, do that in game number 10. But anyway, there, there's, our, there's our quirky little ominous, can it be a, can it be a, a good thing kind of stat. We hope so. And again, the Maple Leafs uh, 7-2-0 and out of the gates after this 4-3 win. One more in Edmonton. Again, again, we'll have right here on Sportsnet 590. The fan uh, on Saturday starting at 6.30 uh, for Leafs Nation pregame. The Maple Leafs trying to sweep away Alberta. Just think about that, Gord. I mean, just all the years. I believe the Maple Leafs, by the way, I heard the stat on the broadcast tonight, are the first team ever uh, to win three straight in Alberta. That's pretty crazy, eh? <laughs> Yeah, well, because of the anomaly, you, you didn't get yeah. many opportunities to do it. But I just would like when it all started is when I work with the Leafs. And that was an ugly trip. That was an <laughs> ugly trip against some great, great, two great, great teams. I mean, it wasn't even if you got a point, if you got one point out of four, got You're a happy. tie because there's no overtime. You were thrilled about it. But it wasn't even that you'd lose. You'd, 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 you quite often got your, the crap beat out of you on the scoreboard and the crap beat out on you on the ice.
Yeah, you're right. And again, the fascinating thing about this season that makes it even more, um, you know, sweet to win this one in regulation. Again, with every game being interdivision, you you start to create some separation in the standings. And they did that against Calgary and they continue to do so against the Edmonton Oilers. And a big reason why the Maple Leafs won tonight was Jason Spezza return to the lineup after being a healthy scratch in Calgary the other night. And he gets a goal and an assist. Let's hear what the veteran had to say. Sheldon made it clear that having you sit out the other night wasn't because you did anything wrong, but they wanted to give you a rest. So how did you how did you feel coming into this game? You feel like the legs were fresher, or how did you feel? Yeah, uh, you know, Sheldon told me that uh, it's been a lot of hockey in a short period of time. Thought I could benefit from a day of rest, and with a day off yesterday, uh, gave me some time to recover. So, uh, and obviously he was right. I felt good tonight and had a little bit extra jump. So, uh, you know, it's good when things like that work out. Next up, we'll go to Kevin McGrand, Toronto Star. Go ahead, Kevin. Jason, how have you seen this uh, this team mature in your time with them? They, you guys look a, a little bit more confident, look a little bit more structured. It's, it's mostly the same players. Uh, what's the difference in your mind? Yeah, I, I think there's definitely a belief that's growing within our group. I think, uh, you know, we feel like we can still do better when we have leads. We've had lots of leads and uh, given a few up, but been resilient and find a way to you know be gritty and just get wins at the end but uh there's definitely uh, we're starting to you know the winning breeds confidence and we're starting to believe that we can win every night and uh, that's a good feeling for a team but uh we still feel like there's you know little ways we can go to locking games down better but it's definitely a step in the right direction thanks next up we'll go to lance hornby toronto sun go ahead lance uh jason in the bigger picture sheldon's wanted to bring uh, fourth line guys in and out and utilize a taxi squad that seems to have been working certainly in this little streak you're on. Could you comment on that? Yeah. As a player, you just get yourself ready to play. And when you're told to play, you try to play and do your role. So, um, you know, obviously you like to play every night, but you you have to respect the coach's decisions. And when you're not playing, you got to take the rest and and make sure you're ready to go. So, um, you know, for us in the fourth line, we want to be able to give good shifts. You know, we want to be able to help out when we can and, you know, really try to drive possession and and make sure that we're, you know, setting the other lines up for good shifts too. So uh, it's an important role and and you have to stay in the game. So I thought tonight we did a good job and, you know, just keep trying to move forward. Next up, we'll go to Josh Cleberton, Canadian Press. Go ahead, Josh. Jason, in... In a season like this, with you know, points are to premium, how important is it to to win these games in regulation? Like, you know, these, there hasn't been a lot of overtime games yet. Is is there an urgency, you know, to to get these things done in regulation, knowing that these points are going to matter down the road? Yeah, definitely. It's something we talked about uh, before the season even started. That you know, you don't want to find yourself in a slew of overtime games because it's all divisional games. So if you can beat teams in regulation, it it creates a little more of a gap, but. Um, yeah, we've been fortunate not to go into overtime too much. And, you know, we'd like, like I said earlier, we'd like to be better with the lead uh, right now, but it's a work in progress and we're finding ways to win games and that's all that matters. You're, you've been a, you know, such a, a skilled, talented goal scorer throughout your career. I think it was 27 games without a goal. Were you, were you starting to squeeze a stick? I know your role is differently on, different on this team, but but was there a little anxiousness to get get your first this season? Uh, no, you know, I, I'm not judging my play on goals and assists anymore. Um, you know, I'm in a different role and I have to make sure I play that role well and, and be fine with it. So, you know, I'm trying to give good positive shifts and, and do good things. You know, both ends of special teams is a big, important role for me. So, um, no, I didn't put much thought into it, to be honest. Great to see Jason Spezza flourishing in the National Hockey League. The veterans still offering something to this Maple Leafs team one and one tonight, Gordo. 
Yeah, how many years ago was it he lost that giggle? Remember that? He had that oh, for a the Spezza giggle in yeah. Ottawa, yeah. He's, all, he's always been <laughs> he still has accommodating. It. But, uh, yeah, we, we know that role he talked about in the Battle of Ontario battles way back when, uh, seeing him being like a, a frontline player. And, uh, no, it's great. I, uh, I'm, I'm glad he got treated with respect. And uh, he's going out and understand, understands the role and, you know, good communication with the coach. Very well said. From there, speaking of the coach, Gordo, we head now to the thoughts of Sheldon Keefe. Sheldon, what have you liked about your team uh, and how have they grown in these one-goal games so far this season? I like the way that we've found ways to come out on the on the positive side of it, you know, when it counts the most. Uh, you know, whether it's, I don't know how many games now, we've had a really big penalty kill very late in the game, uh, you know, with the, with the game on the line. Uh, we find our way through those. And we give up the lead and then we bounce right back and uh, get it. And then, you know, they make sure we finish the job. That's kind of been the theme. So I like that. I think the thing I like most of all, um, for the most part, we've, we've defended really well as a team. Not perfect, but we've defended, I guess, well, maybe it's not the right term. We've defended hard. And uh, the guys are working and, and uh, you know, We've really significantly cut cut down on the high in danger chances, high danger chances, and, and odd man rushes. Uh, and the players have been really committed to that. It's been far from perfect. We've got a lot of areas to grow. We're not even close uh, to being the team that I think we can be, and the team that we would need to be. But uh, a lot of positive things that have gotten us to be seven and two. And I think the greatest news of all is is that. None of the games have been perfect, and there's lots of room for growth still. Next up, we'll go to Lance Hornby, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Lance. Sheldon, specifically uh, tonight, what do you think of the team's performance, especially when it got a little bizarre there towards the end with all the penalties? I really liked our first period. Uh, liked a lot of things about it. Liked how we defended. You know, again, offensively, we didn't have a great deal. Uh, but we, you know, we defended real well. They broke, they broke loose a couple times, and it was really just as a result of some of our mistakes with the puck. When we made mistakes with the puck, like they do uh, as a team, and the, the Oilers, they transition very well, and that's when their best players come come alive. But uh, when it was time to defend, uh, we didn't give them anything in the first period at all, and then same thing in the second period. You know, when we made it hard on ourselves and we gave them the puck back. You know, they they got some life, but uh, for the most part, I didn't like the third goal. Uh, yeah, the third goal, the Cassian goal. Uh, I didn't like that goal uh, defensively, but aside from that, our team's defended really well, and that's ultimately that's why we're we're sitting where we are. Um, there's a lot of things within our process of how we play with the puck that can that can improve, and uh, obviously we have to stay out of the penalty box. The, the penalties have have been crazy. It's just not, not good enough. Next up, we'll go to Kevin McGran, Toronto Star. Go ahead, Kevin. Uh, lots will be made, of course, of, of uh, the guys that scored tonight, but Morgan Riley had a terrific game. Uh, he looks really like he did two years ago. You didn't see that firsthand. What have you thought of, of the way Morgan is as a healthy defenseman as opposed to the guy that was sort of a little bit sidelined last year? Yeah, I think he's skating really well. I think these three Euler games that we've played in particular, uh, he's played for the most part 
against McDavid and he and Brody and, and uh, that's a matchup that a year ago he wouldn't have had. Um, but, but now uh, you know, we've given him that and, and he's taken that on. And I think he's done a really good job with it. Both he's still played his game offensively, but he's defended fast and hard and competitive. Uh, so uh, yeah, he's, he's been, he's been really good. Next up, we'll go to Mark Masters, TSN. Go ahead, Mark. Sheldon, other than the fact that it's it's scoring so often, what have you liked the most about how the power play is operating to start the year? I just like that, you know, the guys have adjusted well, you know, whether it's Simmons going on the, on the net front, whether it's the fact that for the most part we've used two, you know, two competitive units and spread it out. And the guys have adjusted well with that, whether you know, when Jumbo was there, uh, it was going well. And now Kerfoot's come in and, and he's done well. Times when we've put, you know, we've put uh, the two units together and put, you know, the Tavares, Nylander, Matthews, and Marner all together. Those guys have done well as a group. So whatever we've done, the players have responded well. And in a season with no exhibition and very limited practice time, that's that's a really really good positive thing and credit to, to the players uh, for executing and, and for Manny for the, you know, the, the, the plan that he's put together for those guys. And last question here, we'll go to Luke Fox, Sportsnet. Go ahead, Luke. Hi, Sheldon. What did you think of Jason Spezza's performance uh, and does his uh, ability to stand out on a night like this make you re- rethink or reinforce the value of rest uh, in this schedule? Uh, yeah, I, I think the rest is, is important. We've got to try to manage that when we can, you know, uh, when it comes to Spez, you know, I, I thought, you know, I, I thought he gave us some good things here today, but there's power play obviously got us a goal that line had some good shifts at different times. You know, I think he, you know, he, he needs to, to not take that penalty. Um, but, uh, you know, whatever we called on him today, power play face offs, you know, five on five. Yeah, he did a good job. So um, that's what you're looking for in terms of your the depth of your team. Okay, there you have it. Uh, Sheldon Key following this 4-3 win in Edmonton for the Maple Leafs. Uh, what stood out from that conversation, Gord? Uh, just things are going really well. Like it's, mm. it's pretty, you know, it's low-hanging fruit questions. You're uh, right. Also, you know, people are kind of just different back east. You know, people aren't traveling, so it's just a, a different animal. But that's... Uh, that's I, I think I remember last year we talked about it. We were in the press room downstairs at Scotiabank Arena and the Colorado Avalanche came to town and just everyone's having fun. Right. All the broadcast crew like just they got that. It's 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 a great feel. It's a great vibe. It, it, it sort of is around when a team's going well. And um, and hopefully, you know, they can they can keep that going for the Maple Leafs right now, that that vibe and that energy they all seem to have. And everyone's being kind of diplomatic about it. But uh yeah, a lot of power plays and really just, uh, man, bad, bad penalty calls on both sides the last couple of games. And, and hopefully that's going to change a bit because uh, that's the way you get better games when there's not chintzy penalties that kind of disrupt the flow. Yeah, I'm not sure it's going to change because, as you mentioned earlier in the broadcast, same officials that are uh, refing in Canada all season long. So uh, maybe we have to get used to it. Speaking of which, Gord, uh, this is one of 13 in the NHL on this Thursday. It should have been 14, but we got another uh, postponed game down in Vegas. 
yeah, you know, I shouldn't have done it. Like a lot of people, I said, this will be the first night you won't have a COVID protocol team not playing because Dallas Mm. started the season that way than Carolina. And yes, uh, the tip of the iceberg was the other night when the Vegas coaches were quarantined and that. So Vegas, St. Louis didn't happen. Also found tonight, Nick, a lot more two game sweeps. I remember the start of the season. We said, boy, there were there were a lot of splits. I mean, this has been the night of a lot, including the, you know, well, the Toronto Maple Leafs did it to Calgary a little bit earlier, but uh, a lot more teams putting a that's a little bit more distance when you beat a divisional rival. Bang, bang, like that two games in a short period of time. You're right. You you start to you know put some space between you and teams in the standings. And again, looking forward to next week, of course, where the Maple Leafs will play a three game mini series against the Vancouver Canucks. Who uh, good for them, Gord? They took care of business this week, uh, winning three straight against the Ottawa Senators, uh, wrapping things up tonight with a four one victory. Yeah, they did. Yeah, you know, and unfortunately, again, Detroit loses again tonight. Our Ottawa and Detroit now establish themselves as the as the doormats mm-hmm. for the NHL. Like, are they going to be in the lottery? The best two balls as far as uh, one power. Draft, yeah, as far as the draft goes this year, I, I I just thought you'd see a little bit more out of them. But that was a perfect tonic to get the Vancouver Canucks going. Uh, the other night, and uh, yeah, they got J.T. Miller going. They got Elias Pettersson going. They, you know, the the guys that have been dormant. So uh, it's an exciting, it's an exciting, exciting division. And uh, different teams are taking a chance, you know, taking uh, their turns being on the outside looking in, and some aren't. Toronto and Montreal are the two teams that really are kind of showing right now. They're the creme to the creme. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And, uh, you know, if it weren't for uh, what Dallas has done through the first four games, uh, Toronto would boast the top power play in the NHL. But Gord Dallas, 10 for 19 out of the gates, a 7-3 win uh, for the Detroit Red Wings. And I almost had a seizure watching this game because they had their reverse retros. And we'll see the Leafs reverse retro on on Saturday night. Uh, Yeah, and this was an idea that was hatched a couple of years ago, a league-wide initiative. So it was not COVID-related to try something gimmicky mm. and new. And uh, there's, you know, there's some wonderful something. jerseys. And if we're a traditionalist, maybe we don't like some of them being tampered with. But, uh, yeah, there, there was a creative thing. And uh, I don't know if the Leafs have any uh, – I don't know I don't know if they're superstitious at all, but these dates are marked, so you have to do it. You know, sometimes you get funny about things. You don't want to switch things around. I remember being doing the travel that I had, a, I had one or two coaches that – real superstitious and the worst thing was i'd have to phone some hotel um contact who took really good care of us to tell them we were changing hotels just because wow of, of bad luck right of bad, yeah. what else could, there's nothing they can do so uh well, well we'll look forward to that we look forward to everything always on leaf nation we'll look forward to having the game here on sportsnet 590 the fan but uh yeah yeah it'll be a little bit different it's it's nice to have something in covid world anything's anything's a little bit exciting you're right. Hockey personnel in, you know, in, in general are just very, very superstitious. And that's fascinating. You bring that up. Uh, some other winners on this night, Arizona 3-2 of Anaheim, Colorado uh, notches a shattered against San Jose 3-0, Minnesota 5, LA 3, the Montreal Canadiens, uh, they're the cream of the crop, as you mentioned here in this North Division, a 4-3 win, Columbus 3-2 in the shootout over Florida, uh, Philadelphia wins, the Boston Bruins win, Carolina comes back to shut out uh, Tampa 1-0 uh, in OT. And uh, the Capitals, six unanswered goals, 6-3. How about that response as a Dano Chara's uh, first as a Capital, eh, Gordo? Yeah, Alexis Lafreniere gets his first career goal yeah. for the New York Rangers. He'll get many down the road, but Zdeno Chara, man, that huh. was like, oh, that was a love it. He got mobbed. It was like it was like he had 17 kids that just mobbed <laughs> him. Uh, and it was really, really fun to see. 
A match made in heaven so far between Big Z and the Washington Capitals. Many thanks to Luke Fox, Sam McKee, and Danielle Furtado. Make sure to join us on Saturday night, starting with Leafs Nation pregame at 6.30. It's round four of nine between the Leafs and Oilers from Edmonton. Toronto will try to sweep away their four-game Alberta trip. The Leafs topped the Oilers 4-3 and proven to 7-2-0 on the season. For Gord Stelic, I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for listening.